Welcome to Naismith Drive. We hope you enjoy our KU basketball content. Welcome back to Naismith Drive. I'm Dylan. This is Matt. This is Joey. What's up, guys? What up, boys? All right. So let's start off with the other regions matchups and what we thought about that before we hop into KU this weekend and what we're thinking about their uh, future matchup. So I think I, obviously we got to talk about St. Peter's versus Kentucky for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, uh, definitely the least – the, the last two seed I, I thought would, would lose to 15 just because how big Oscar is and you'd think he would just will, will them to win. But um, you kind of saw on Twitter, Kentucky fans are kind of having like a, a super meltdown, which is hilarious. I mean, they haven't done anything in the tournament in a while. Yeah. Um, obviously, they had nine wins last year, so. It's just kind of it's just kind of crazy what's going on over there in Lexington. I saw people like calling for his job. Someone oh, was saying, too, yeah. Someone was saying they want like Buzz Williams or something. I don't know. Just just crazy stuff. If you're a Wildcat fan right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me was like I didn't even I didn't take Kentucky to go that far. I had Virginia Tech beating them. They obviously flamed out too in the first round. But if you watch Kentucky towards the end of the year, it was just kind of obvious that they didn't have the shooting to go very far. Like besides Kellen Grady. They didn't really have any capable three-point shooters. So it's like a team that plays through the big can only take you so far. And obviously the St. Peter's upset's crazy and nobody saw it happening. But at the end of the day, I'm not too surprised that Kentucky didn't make a deep run just because they don't shoot the ball well at all. Yeah, and also, I mean, if you had asked me any two-seed losing this weekend in the first game, I would have definitely picked Auburn. But mm. – I mean, Kentucky, man, people were saying they should have been a one seed over Baylor. Some even said they should have been one seed over KU because they beat us. And they just. Yeah, yeah the, the Kentucky nerds love the head-to-head uh, seeding strategy for some and reason. It was, an ugly, it was an ugly game. And the thing that I like about Bill Self is he will call his timeouts. Like, how many coaches did we see this weekend? that would be in a tight game and they'd have three timeouts left with 50 seconds left. I'm like, you, there's not a single time you could have used that. You know, you had Calipari at one point, they were up seven and then St. Peter's cut it within one. You should probably call a timeout when they cut it within one. I Just think Hubert Davis, I think let Baylor go on like a 25 over run. without calling timeout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're up 25 and then all of a sudden it's a five point game and you never once called a timeout. I mean, one of the biggest meltdowns I think I've ever seen. For sure, for sure. The funniest thing to me is that Kentucky went 9-16 and last year and missed the tournament, and then they followed up with a loss to a 15 seed. So um, it's it's awesome. I don't don't think there's any change coming from coaching in Lexington. There there probably isn't, but it's just funny to see that fan base melting down right now, and KU would be the same way if it was happening to us. But I'm enjoying seeing Kentucky suffer for the time being. Yeah, I think I I I saw something that said they hadn't been to a Final Four since um, 2015. Was it 15 or 16, one of those years? 15. Yeah, I think it, was it was probably 15. With the, yeah, it was, it was 15. It's kind of a long time. And we got to get into the narrative that Calipari is not a good coach. The, the man can recruit. He can recruit. But that, yeah. that man cannot coach. I mean, you have those UMass teams that he was taking to the Final Four. He was recruiting. The Memphis team with D. Rose and all them, They were that was a good team. But he blew a nine-point lead in a minute 50, and they were like – they should have won that game. Uh, and his one national championship, it was all freshmen. 
And the next yeah. year, when he didn't have as talented of a team, they just flat out missed the tournament. Like, we got to get into talking about Calipari can recruit, but he is not an X to nose guys. He runs uh, as bad about as bad of setup plays, like set pieces, I've seen from a coach. Yeah, one thing I, I think is pretty funny, though, about Calipari is whenever he loses, he's always like on the in the press conference talking about, you know, these are 18, 19 year old kids here, or, you know, I don't know. I think I feel like he always puts the blame on the kids and says they're 18, 19 year olds, but yeah. obviously he's the one recruiting them. And I, well, I mean, obviously this team was a lot older. They had Grady, Wheeler, Oscar. Yeah. Uh, Mentz was pretty old. Uh, Brooks is getting up there. I mean, they have plenty of guys that have plenty of game experience. So definitely not the typical uh, freshman Kentucky squad. And one thing that I, I like took from, from that game is so after the game, Calipari had said, that they lost because of nerves. But when they talked to St. Peter's coach after the game, she asked, were there any nervousness? And he said, it's just basketball. There's nothing to be nervous about. And that's the difference between the two coaches. Yeah, I mean, obviously playing as Kentucky and playing as St. Peter's is a lot different. Like, Yeah, for sure. Even, I mean, Kentucky's got all the pressure, obviously. The Peacocks never even heard of that school before. No. You know, no one's really caring about what they, how they play. They miss shots. No one really cares. But Kentucky probably had that uh, – Started missing shots. The game was close, and then I mean, if the game is close, under, the under eight timeout, I think it's game on, right? It's like, yeah, you can play bad to the first half, and then early in the second half, but you can usually just pick it up and, and win by ten fifteen. But once once the under eight timeout hits, I think the pressure even even gets a lot higher, and because they're sitting there thinking like, damn, like we could really lose this game. Yeah, and when you're coaching as an underdog, you really are just coaching for like those four minutes, five minutes at a time, just trying to get to each media timeout. That's you're not really trying you're trying to win those timeout breaks you're not necessarily trying to win the game all at once you're trying to keep it close and eventually if you keep it close you have all the momentum because it should have been a blowout yeah 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 the pressure really mounts when you're when you're a lower or a higher seed and and you're you're on the ropes late like the, the other team is just able to play freely because they got nothing to lose if you're a team like Kentucky or another surprise like an Iowa who lost early or um, even Baylor that got punched in the mouth early by Carolina like that, the pressure is going to mount. And in a tournament game, it, it's going to be anybody's game at, down the stretch. So, and I'm, yeah. Gonna, yeah. Um, you go, you go, know, like, Yeah. I feel like Baylor with Carolina, I feel like you got to be awake for that game. You know, it's North Carolina. You're not playing against St. Peter's. You're mm -hmm. not playing against Richmond. And right. Honest, right. And that, yeah. It's in uh it's an eight, nine. So obviously this team can play. Yeah. Yeah. That's a game that we, that we touched on last week um, that me and Dylan touched on that if, if there's going to be an eight over one in the first round, it's probably going to be Carolina over Baylor. And they came out and they punched him in the throat as soon as the game started. Um, pretty fraudulent comeback, I think with, with Manic getting kicked out and um, Caleb Love fouling out of the game. But I think just with all the injuries to Baylor, I think it was pretty clear that North Carolina was going to come out and beat those guys. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to shift to was the North Carolina Baylor game. Um, the game was – it should have been a blowout. It should have definitely been a blowout. North Carolina was just better. Um, but, I mean, I think, like, with me and Matt last week, and Joe had even agreed off off the um, record, he – we had all three thought that was the easiest 8-9 over one game that you could pick, like, in years. Like, North Carolina is a very talented team. Baylor's a team full of injuries. Baylor wasn't, wasn't peaking at the right time. They were – you know, they nearly blew that game against ISU at the end of the year. They – they lost to Oklahoma. Like they weren't, they weren't peaking at the right time, and it should. It was not a shock to me that North Carolina handled business and 
in that game. Nope, not at all a shocker. Yeah, and then an, and then another major upset that we had talked about and that we felt pretty good about was Auburn losing. I think every KU fan was pretty excited to get Auburn as our two, just knowing that they're not playing good basketball and that in a tight game, you know that Window Green and Katie Johnson are going to think that they're the best players on the floor when they've got the number one draft pick on their team. And it cost them. And they tried to outshoot the Miami guards, who we said were pretty much – they're better players than Auburn's guards. And Miami's guards pulled it out. And I'm just I'm, – I'm happy for the Canes, but at the same time I'm most happy for the Hawks that we don't have to see Auburn in an Elite Eight game to go to a Final Four. And I think yeah. a lot of people are going to be like, if you were so happy about seeing Auburn as your two, why did you want them to lose? Well, I wanted Auburn as my two because I thought they'd lose early. I think Auburn matches up with KU horribly for KU. Uh, you got J- Jalen Wilson and Jabari Smith. I don't like that matchup. You know, you have uh, Kester Walker on Dave. I hate that matchup. You know, their guards aren't very good, but um, I just think that we could definitely be exposed. So I did like Auburn just because I thought they would not make it to see us. Yeah, I mean, Auburn's guards were very fraudulent. I think that was very obvious early on. Any any group of guards that turns the ball over at a high clip and shoots ill-advised threes all game are just not a good combination for March. Um, especially when you play a team with better guards, because obviously guards win in March. And uh, But, I mean, Auburn obviously had Kessler, who's a beast inside, and Jabari Smith, but like even we watched, um, I don't remember what game it was. I think it was Auburn and Florida, like last possession of the game. Like yeah, they the looked game, horrible. Just when did some weird play and didn't even get Jabari Smith the ball. So I think they struggled to figure out. Well, the Auburn guards struggled to figure out maybe their identity and and who needed to have the ball. Um, like kind of like you said, Matt. They both think they're freaking Superman, and uh, yeah, obviously they costed them. Obviously they're sitting at home now because of that. Yeah. And yeah, hundred percent. I mean. Um, Isaiah Wong, Charlie Moore, Cam Agusti, those are those are veteran guys, and you've got Wendell Green and KD who are who are just younger guys. They don't really understand what it takes to to win in March yeah. just because they're yeah. younger. So, it's, so uh, I loved, yeah, I love Miami in that in that game. Yeah, they also I mean, Auburn didn't, didn't really have a culture. I mean, I guess they played in a, in a Final Four um, a couple years mm-hmm. ago, but none of those guys were still there. You know, it's like a they don't really know how to win. They don't really know. Um, yeah, all the ingredients to win in March. Yeah, and it's not like Miami really knows what it's like to win in March either, but I would take Larinaga 10 times out of 10 just because he's a veteran coach who's been doing this a lot longer than, than Bruce Pearl has. So um, not surprised to see the Canes. I think that they would they would definitely give KU a test. I'd be terrified if we played yeah. them in, in an Elite Eight setting just because of KU's history in the Elite Eight with under okay. self. But um, – got to get past Providence first, who is a very good basketball team. Yeah, and let's, yeah, shift, you, let's shift to you KU. You guys want to talk about uh, KU Creighton and then uh, KU Providence? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. let's, let's shift to KU Creighton. Um, just your raw thoughts during the game. What, what are we thinking during that game? Matt, you want to go first? I mean, I'm sitting there watching the game <laughs> behind the couch. <laughs> like, my eyes are barely above the couch. I'm barely watching the screen late game. It's just it's terrifying to see a team like that who we know doesn't shoot the ball very well make eight threes in the first half. And, I mean, like, when, when you see a team eight for 11 from three to start the game, especially against KU, you just don't see a scenario where that slows down. Um, so I was I was terrified of definitely just them them shooting the shit out of it and us losing. 
but the only positive of that, I mean, they, they made eight threes and we were still beating them. So that was like the only thing keeping me going was that they, they're eight for 13 at halftime and Remy Martin is single-handedly beating his team. Yeah. And so what, what, what were they? They were 12 of 26 in the game, I believe. Yeah. They started out eight for 13 from three. Yeah. And they finished 12 of 12 of 28. Um, but they're, they shoot 30% normally. Um, and that's just the frustrating thing is it's you had, uh, I can't even think of his 24. I can't even think of his name right Arthur now. Kaluma. Yes. Kaluma. The dude shot 25% on the year and he's over there. He shot 40%. So, I mean, that's what the frustrating thing is. And, you know, as soon as people, you know, creative fans want to talk about, well, we're missing this player, this player, this player. Well, they were forced to go five out and, for some reason, Self just kept keeping Dave at the five, and Dave on the perimeter is a matchup nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I think the game started exactly how I figured it would mm-hmm. with the Ryan Hawkins wide open three. It looked like we'd never played defense before, and obviously the bench reaction, both stuff was livid. But um, yeah, I kind of agree with Matt. You know, they were shooting the ball at a crazy clip in the first half, and we were so winning strictly from Remy Martin, just getting straight buckets. Um, I was kind of confused on what McDermott was doing. Whenever we brought Remy in, they kind of still played Remy like they were playing Dewan. And uh, that is not, not going to be good for you as Remy knocked in the first two threes. And um, another really kind of slow start, I think, for us offensively as well. I think Remy came in, it was 13-9. He had a quick six points. I think we took the lead, and then we kind of traded off for a little bit. But, yeah, definitely worst nightmare for us. The team comes out spraying us with threes in March. I mean, it's something we've seen many times before. Usually we lose. So I think it's definitely a good sign that uh, we're able to overcome the the barrage of threes. And even with Ochai playing so bad, too, which he's been playing bad for, what, a month now? It's the Kentucky. Yeah. It's probably takes closer yeah. to two months. Um, yeah. Yeah. But for, I, I, for I don't people know if I saying. He's the best player right now, but offensively, he might be our best player. Definitely um, is. He's definitely play, he's, he's played the most minutes. He's played more more minutes than Dewan, so I think they'll also yeah. recognize that. I definitely say cool. they're the best player on the team. I don't think it's a debate at this point. Um, he passes. He's the best passer on the team. I, I'm ready to say that. I think he's a better passer than Dewan. Mm-hmm. His defense has been great, as good as Dewan Harris is. His shooting is way better. He can drive to the lane. He does everything better than Harris. And you got Dewan Harris who. You have these players playing off of him like he's Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook, and he won't shoot the ball. And that's just – it's killing the offense. You, you know, you saw Creighton playing him at the free throw line, and he's not shooting the ball. And that's when I just was like, as a fan, was so frustrating because I was like, how as a coach do you watch this and you don't make a change when it's so obvious? And then they do the same thing with Remy, and he drills two threes back-to-back. Like, Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing for with me is like – well, they're they're playing Remy Martin like as a non-shooter in the first half, so that was able to get him going. And then he had that one possession where he came down and did like the fake spin, jab step, and then he and then he shot that fadeaway jumper like off a fast break. And it's like this is a guy in March that can pick up the team when your stars like Ochai and CB aren't playing well. So it's so valuable to have a guy like that on the court for thirty plus minutes a game. And it's like I like what Juan brings to the team defensively and the way he passes the ball, but like he just isn't good offensively good enough offensively to where he can score that he should ever be playing more minutes than Remy Martin and I think Bill Self's finally realizing that and 
we we've been talking about it like remy martin is a guy that you go get to win you tournament games and he just did that um i don't think he's going to be able to single-handedly beat providence so the whole team's going to show up for that one but yeah, we survived Creighton because of Remy Martin. And and with respect to Ochai Abaji, you know, I'm seeing on Twitter right now, you know, how he's a Final Four AP Player of the Year candidate, which, you know, shout out to him. Um, but he's the only one playing this weekend. But he's the only one playing this weekend. It was not because of his performance on Saturday. It was because of Remy Martin. If Remy Martin was still in Bill Self jail, we are making a podcast about Grady Dick right now. Um, Ochai Abaji, I'm saying this as, as – as, as much as I love him, he has been awful. Um, I think I, I ran down the numbers. He's shooting 40% from the field and 31% um, since the Kentucky game. And that's before I even put in the numbers from the game against Creighton. And so it's definitely lowered down because he shot, I think, off the top of my head, was 5 of 14 and 1 for 5. Um, yeah, that's right. He's 1 for 3. From, uh, three. 1 for 3. Okay, yeah. Like, he's – and those threes he were he was getting, he missed a wide open one in the first half that was set up beautifully for him. Like he he can't he's not a good passer. He's yeah, he not, had a he had one he three his own shot. Yeah, he he missed, missed the mid range jumper. We got the offensive rebound, threw it back to him for a three, clanked that one, and then they got they scored the other end. Um, I, he, I mean, he's still doing things to affect the game. Like he had fifteen and eight, he eight rebounds. Um. Obviously, Wilson had 14. Brown had eight as well. I mean, I thought Brown was good. Some people on Twitter were saying Brown was playing like sh- like shit, and I, I disagree. I mean, he had a huge three, huge, huge three in the second half. Um, mm-hmm. He also he needs, needs to shoot the ball more. He's eight of 18 in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think Ochai is like seven for 28, I think is the stat. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it started it started mid-February with CB. Like, he's been shooting the, the three way better, and so I, I get kind of upset when he – hesitates on these threes because it's like dude you've been shooting the shit out of the ball just let that thing fly man and the only the only criticism you could get to cb from the saturday game is he didn't shoot enough he only took nine shots um cb's getting the looks i feel like he's just a little too passive he only took two threes um cb needs to have the green light and honestly he needs to be the number two option rather than oj because o- o- sorry, ochai not oj ochai is in a slump right now and there's no other reason for him to be our two option if he's lacking confidence and his shot's not there, and he's not playmaking. It, it needs to be CB as our two, and Remy obviously as our one option. I mean, I definitely think Ochai's still on the one option. I think he has to be. I mean, yeah, Remy's played good for, what, three, four games in a row, but I don't know. Ochai's 20, 20 a game this year. You got to think he's still on the one option, right? Yeah, I mean, but this version of Remy Martin is I get it. He is, I guess the, he, this Remy, he's the best shot grader of Remy. Well, I mean, yeah, Bill Stuff had a quote where he said uh, – it's hard to run their stuff in March because everyone really knows it at this point. So you got to have guys that, that can just go shoot the ball when you run bad yeah. offense. And that's yeah. kind of what Remy does. I mean, Remy had a little lapse in the game where he took a couple bad shots and had a bad turnover. I mean, give up that and one to Hawkins, but um, he's going to make, he's going to make mistakes. I mean, he's not a perfect player. Maybe yeah, I mean, the one option to in the wrong term, Remy needs to be the ball handler. Um, I don't mind if Ochai yeah. is taking the shots, but with Ochai's lack of, ability to create his own shot it needs to be Remy Martin to create the shots for him which he's capable of doing um hopefully Oche is getting good looks the problem is he's just not sinking them if Oche was getting face guarded and he wasn't making his 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 money jumpers or not his money he wasn't getting those good looks for those money jumpers I think that would be a concern with the offense he just has to knock them down 
So maybe not the term number one op, not the number one option. It maybe I mean ball handler. It needs to be Remy, but I think you got to think Brown needs to get more looks too because if Ochai is getting 14, 15 looks a game and he's not cashing in on them. Yeah. yeah right, I mean, well. Obviously, last if we last shot in the line, I think Remy shot the ball in his hands just because of his elite shot creating ability. Um. Yeah, I mean. I don't mind though trying to get like a like a pin down screen and coming off of it and getting his right hand going downhill, but I don't know. I think Remy Remy is definitely number one option. I'd say if we tie ball game ten seconds to go in the game, you know, um, we try to run into play for Ochai against Texas in the Big Twelve title game, regular season title game, and you know he kind of got trapped off the ball screen and um, he's not not a great not a great ball handler. I think. We used him well against K State whenever he won us that game, coming off that McCormick stream where he didn't he uh um what do you call it he denied the screen and went baseline won won us the game there he's just definitely not the one on one like Jaden Ivey type of player yeah no and you know like you I think you hit on the head the Texas game um I'd even go both Texas games really at the final possession and regulation you know he just not getting open and it's not his fault the defenses are just keying in on him so you know but Courtney like, is a great defender yeah I hate him I hate him too but like he's a great defender he, he's the type of guy that can just kind of take you away from the game and I think a lot of teams honestly don't have that um Oach like literally wasn't able to get looks against Texas no and um, the second time we played he got plenty of looks he wasn't hitting them he just couldn't make a shot yeah no uh, he was horrible both times it, against him and then, you know, you want to think about it, uh, it, it, like what Joey said, you know, it's it's a 10, 10 seconds left. It's a, you know, you're down two. Who gets the ball? Is it still a play for Ochai? I, I think we go Ochai. I think you go. I think, I'm going Remy. I think I'm going, going Remy. I think we'd go Ochai. I'm not saying what I would do. I'm saying I think we'd go Ochai. But I think if we're tied, I think we'd, we'd give it to Remy because I think Bill Self would feel like an idiot if we didn't get the ball to Ochai with our season on the line. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I mean, realistically – Bill Self's probably going to go to David McCormick. Yeah, that's probably true. Oh, He's probably going to travel. I, I, yeah, I know. I can't stand watching like early in games when Dave's like when, when the defense is in position on Dave, if they're three quarter front him or they're full front him, and we are still like trying the hardest to force feed David McCormick. That shit just pisses me off. It's just because Dave's not the type of guy that can just go go get the ball out of the air really on, on a pass. And he's not the type to just completely fight for it. And if he gets it, is he going to make the shot? Probably not. So I don't get force feeding Dave early. In this the thing is, is he had a great matchup this weekend, but he needed to stay off the court because like I said, his perimeter defense costed us. There's times he went and doubled when he didn't need a double. He doesn't know what he's doing on the perimeter. Um, you want to talk about how we survived. We were about to run them out the building when we went with J will at the five as unlucky J will got his fourth foul, but you know, you got to think against a team, if we make it to Miami, against a team like Miami, you might have to start Jay Will at the five. I mean, I think Dave is just a liability if the other team doesn't have a good big man and he doesn't abuse the matchups on offense enough to make it to where he stays on the court with how bad his defense is. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know if, I don't even know if his defense was that bad. I just think the scouting report just kind of screwed him. Like, I don't think he was really told to get out of Kaluma that, that hard. Or, um, and then Kaluma turned into Steph Curry. And then yeah, well, if, if you're if you're if that's your scouting report is not to go guard the guy up top, that's fine. But after the guys hit two or three, mm-hmm. then you have to respect right. that. 
Yeah. And Dave simply wasn't doing that. So Kaluma, and what did she shot? 11 threes. That has to be a career high for that kid. Yeah, that's got to be a career high for him. So, I mean, if the kid's going to keep shooting it and he's making them, you have to go out and guard him. And I don't – Sam Wardenberg in Miami, that kid can shoot. So if we end up seeing them, I don't know. I've, I've seen him bury threes before. I've, he's probably a better shooter. Think I want to the good news is the good news is for Providence is that Nate Watson can't shoot to save his life, so we won't have to worry about the pick and roll, pick and pop threes with Nate Watson. But yeah, we would if we ended up seeing Miami. And yeah, um, I don't mean to hammer on Dave because he had that block that you know it really sealed the game for us. But man, we're probably you know Jay Will at the five. You're probably not in that position because. You, we could have stretched the floor. He can guard the perimeter. Jalen Coleman lands probably needs to play more, especially over Yesifu. But, you know, I mean, he Dave was a liability on defense, and that was why the game was close. They went five out on us, and we couldn't stop it. Yeah, Jay Will and CB attacked the glass so well that you can get away with going them those two at four or five, and, you, and it won't matter because they rebound the shit out of the ball. So I think Coleman. if you're getting exploited in a pick and roll – and Dave's getting exploited in that pick and roll, you can you can be safe with going those guys at the four or five if you're not playing Auburn or Purdue. Yeah, and I think Dave McCormick, you know, he he needs to play good minutes um Friday versus Providence. Uh, you know, this is where we need him to be that physical factor in the paint. You know, I, I think Bill Self is so key on starting him every game and we need him every game when really it should be based solely on matchups. And I think when Creighton went small, you go small. That would have been a perfect time to use Mitch Lightfoot. He tried to use KJ Adams, which I didn't hate, but KJ Adams is just abysmal on offense. But they smoked the up. Yeah, when oh God, that Friday, was Friday you gotta go Dave and Dave's gotta play 30 plus minutes. Yeah, I mean looking at Providence, they they're pretty balanced. They have two, three guys in double figures and then Horchler's basically in double figures as a well, I guess I honestly guess they have five guys with Reeves at 9.9, Horschler at 9.9, and then Bynum, Durham, and Watson are in 12 13 range. Shooting the ball, yeah, shot it. I think they're 20 of 44 in the tournament from three, which is really, really, really good, obviously. Um, yeah, Providence shoots the hell out of it. Um, yeah, Bynum shoots 42 percent, Horschler's 41, and then AJ Reeves is uh 38. AJ Reeves, he's 38 from three, yeah. Oh, I knew. I think he's like thirty-eight from the field too. But yeah, now Reeves can shoot it. They all can shoot it. I, I'm just kind of praying that they got their good shooting game out of the way. They were on fire against Richmond, and Noah Horkler definitely terrifies me. It's going to be probably another Ryan Hawkins situation where that guy just comes out on fire, and and Providence hits a ton of threes, and we're going to have to survive a close one with them. And yeah, I mean, they're. I think they have what five senior, five seniors, or is it six? I think it's five. Well, no, it's, it is six. Senior. It's six seniors, I think. Yeah. Um, no, it's five. I think it's five. Yeah, five seniors, Big East. They're they're fourteen and three in the Big East. Lost to Villanova twice by a very small margin. Um, it's definitely not a cakewalk. And then obviously, win this game, we'll be facing the double digit seed, which scares me, just because it's a double digit seed in the Elite Eight. Bill Self coaching. Love Bill Self. Elite Eight record's not very good. Um. Who would you guys rather face, Miami or Iowa State? I know you guys both want Miami. Or, uh, I, I want Iowa State. State. It, for me, it's not even close. Uh, Iowa State is not good at basketball. No, um, the guards are horrible. I mean, horrible. They, beat, they beat an LSU team. <clears throat> excuse me. They beat an LSU team who's equally as garbage. And they had no, With no coach. No coach. Wisconsin has one good player, and he's playing on one foot. You know, so. Yeah, Wisconsin's bad. I, I don't. 
I don't even see it being an issue with Iowa State. We beat them without Remy and Ochai and um, Ames. Uh, I just – I don't see it being an issue with Iowa State. The only issue is they'll have people in Chicago. That's um, what I was going to say. Miami wins. It's probably 90-10 KU. Yeah, but even yeah. – like, I think we would roll Iowa State. Miami has four guards, five shooters, and Miami honestly could beat us. And I, I hate the matchup yes. on paper. Yeah, no, I don't like it either because Wong shoots the hell out of it. McGussie's a great shooter. Charlie Moore is a great shooter. And then Jordan Miller and Anthony Walker, those kids are just super athletic that could match J. Will and CB on the glass. So Miami is terrifying. I think if we play Iowa State, you score 65 to 70, you probably cruise against those guys. Their offense is abysmal. Um, I think both – what did they score? I knew they, they were in the 50s against Wisconsin. I don't remember the LSU score. Against Wisconsin. I think they got some, they got some Mickey Mouse points at the end by Tyrese Hunter against LSU, but, like, they, they can't score. You shut down Brockington and you probably kick their ass. So, I hope Iowa State finds a way to, to shut down Miami's guards and then we get a date with them in the Elite Eight. Yeah, just looking at Ken Palm. I'm a big Ken Palm guy. Um, has Iowa State – has 158th best offense in the country, which yeah. is not very good. They have one option. They scored 59 against LSU, with, and LSU has no coach. And then they went and scored 54 against Wisconsin. I know Joey had said um, in the group today that they could keep it close, but, I mean, they're going to they're gonna play ugly. But when the KU is so plays so beautifully on offense, especially with Remy Martin on the floor, it's hard to play ugly against a team that's so sound on offense like that. They have one good scorer. Their team just is not good. You know, we could sleep in the sleep in the paint and just let them shoot it all game. And I would be like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've had, they had Tyrese Hunter go nuclear and then Gabe Kalsher go nuclear. And, I don't and they had Tyrese Hunter go nuclear and they couldn't crack 60 points. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. I know people say it's hard to beat a team three times. I think that can be true. I think it's more true in football, more in basketball. Um, it's it. I would say it's a team that Bill Self knows like the back of his hand. And I just think we just have way better players than them. We're way better coached. I think if we see them in the Elite Eight, we probably kick their ass. Um, Providence is going to be going to be a tough one though. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to beating them and hopefully getting a game with Iowa State. And the thing to make KU fans easy on Providence is uh, Providence gave up a 31-2 to two run against Creighton. Providence plays every team close, besides this, besides Richmond for some reason. They went nuclear against Richmond. But, uh, nah, I mean, Providence is very inconsistent in my book. They keep games close. So I don't see them blowing us out. Uh, in a close game, it's going to come down to coaching, and I think Bill Self is a well, top five. Yeah. So. Yeah, like you after after they nuked Richmond, like they they were chanting "We want Kansas" during the game. They were getting extremely cocky. The fans or and the players were celebrating like they just won the fucking national championship. Like they were like you can tell that this is territory that them and Ed Cooley hasn't really been in before. And this is this is where Kansas basketball. This is what we do oh, year yeah. in year out. Other than the last three to four years, I mean, we're always in situations like this. So hopefully. Our just our experience ends up ends up beating them in the end because I, I really yeah. don't think Providence is ready for this. They're gonna get boat raced. Providence <laughs> is gonna get boat raced. It's gonna be a fifteen point game. Um, with about seven. I hope so, man. Seven eight minutes ago, they'll probably cut it to like eight. We'll probably win by ten. So sports betters take KU in the spread. 
Um, oh, I guarantee you I'm going to be on Providence plus seven and a half, but perfect. Um, I, hope we, I hope you beat the shit out of them. I'm going to take Providence and I'm going to hope I never see that money ever again. I hope we kill him. <laughs> That's funny. No, uh, you also got to remember it's it's going to be a home game for KU. It's which is why I wanted Chicago. I I really wanted Chicago. I know a lot of people wanted the South. I I wanted Chicago. You know, you got the alumni in Chicago. It's not a far drive from Lawrence, so you know you got Providence. You know, Providence is is there's going to be two Providence fans in the whole crowd, and it's going to be their moms. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. fan base is very big. And, and the best thing about KU is if you were playing a game in Mexico City, we'd have the entire arena sold out. It doesn't really matter. We're going to travel. Um, I mean, we really should have a home game. That Providence fan base isn't very big. They may travel just because they've never been here before, and that's cool. But it'll be dominated by KU fans, and that should also help the squad get past these guys. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely making the making the trip Friday morning up to Chicago. Um, but, no, yeah, like, like, like we were saying, they haven't really been here before. Uh, Cooley's a good coach. They're they're a veteran team, which is a little bit scary. But I mean, dude, we're playing Sweet Sixteen. We're going to be playing somebody good. I think we have the best draw out of anybody. We're going to be playing a four seed. That's the four seed that we wanted. Yeah. I mean, we we, would, we didn't want to play Arkansas. Um, right. No. Hell no. And obviously, yeah. I mean, I mean, the the we playing a double the two digit. seed. Double yeah, the two seed we wanted got blown out. And the three seed that we wanted got blown out. And the four seed that we wanted, we have a date with. And the five seed that we want or that we were terrified of got blown out. So like this is a dream scenario for us. And I just really hope that we can take advantage of it, man. Yeah. Maybe don't we don't we wouldn't we want to be playing UCLA and we're playing freaking no. Providence to go to the Elite Eight game in Chicago where we'd be playing Iowa State and Miami. I mean, you could not have drawn it up any better. The past weekend couldn't have gone any better. But yeah. obviously we're gonna be nervous if we could be playing against UMKC and I'd be freaking breaking it down like it was the last game on earth because just because that's how it is with K fans in March, it's it's hectic. Yeah, and I mean you look at the people that we're with, and you know some people are going to complain about Iowa State being in Chicago, but Iowa State's just not a good team. Um, they lost by thirty like two weeks ago. Yeah, they scored I'm, forty like three different times this year. I, I just can't imagine. A KU offense ever scoring 40 in the game. That'd be an all-time meltdown. If Even in the left, South, you know, we touched on Illinois, um, how scary they were, and they lost. I don't – I wouldn't want to face Houston either. I mean, Houston is is a, is a team that truly can play ugly, you know. Um, I feel like Providence is just – I don't know what they're really – they don't have that one particular spot of the game they're good at. Um they just live and die by the three. They live and die by the three. If we can guard the three, the game's over. I mean, it's simple as that. No, we, guard we, the three. we are Kansas we in the tournament. We, we don't guard the three. Not three. Yeah, no, we, we don't. No, but I, I think even the teams left in the South, I think you look at roster, coach, and location. Um, definitely, definitely less in our region. There's no team that has more talent, and there's no team with a better coach. And there's, I think Iowa State would probably be even with us uh, location-wise. Um, but obviously the talent in the coaches is just a huge advantage for us. Uh, Michigan, Villanova, and we're, we're talented, more talented. I mean, than, than both of those schools, Jay Wright's a good coach. Um, like, like you said, Houston, I think we're better than them too. I mean, yeah, they play really good defense, but I think we're more talented than them for sure. Okay. Arizona's scary. Coloco would kill Dave. Um, and Matthew would Boy. probably beat up which I pregame. 
that's why it was so heartbreaking when TCU couldn't couldn't finish it out. And yeah, it was they, extremely controversial because Mike Miles got assaulted. But I mean, we we have to see the winner of the South region if we get to a Final Four. Yeah. And so yeah. Arizona getting knocked out would have been huge because they are a terrible matchup for us. Yeah. And I just I really can't believe that they that they didn't call it a foul because in the other 39 minutes, 50 seconds of that basketball game, that's a foul. But refs have a tendency to swallow their whistle at the end of the game. And it cost TCU probably it would be the second best upset of the tournament. And I'm going to I'm going to talk about Michigan in the South. So we want to look at the teams left for us in the Midwest, which is Providence, Iowa State, Miami. I would gladly take all three of those teams over Michigan. I know it's kind of a hot take, but 100 percent. I, I would, too. I would. Too. I, I just the teams we have is just beautiful. Um, and then you got the South, which Michigan just went beat the hottest team in the tournament. Um, Villanova is is good. They've looked good. Uh, Arizona, Arizona is keeping games a little too close for me to pick them. But, you know, like I said, Houston's good. So any of those teams in our region, obviously Arizona is very unlikely. But, man, like I would gladly take Providence, Iowa State, Miami over Michigan. Michigan, I mean, 100%. Yeah, Michigan's Michigan's scary. Um, they've been playing through through Dickinson a lot, and that kid is just I mean, he's huge. He's seven one, he can shoot the three. And and he would he would probably dominate Dave. So I'd be I'd be scared of Michigan for sure. Um Houston's without their best player and they're still playing really good basketball. If they had Marcus Astor, I would really be confident that they could beat Arizona. And then Jay Wright in March is he's just a different breed. I mean, he's he's knocked KU out both times that they won the national championship. So yeah, the South regions is really scary. Whoever comes out of that, it's gonna be a dog fight if KU sees them in the final four. Yeah. Yeah. Eli Brooks has been kicking for them as well. Um yeah, he's a good player. Caleb Houston still can't shoot, but no, he sucks. He sucks. Any chance that tech gets out of the West? I think they do a huge chance. I do. They they are favorites. They are favorites. No, they're, yeah, that just shows yeah how much Vegas likes the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll probably be on Tech minus one. I mean, if 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 you're gonna favor a team that's not great offensively against a team like Duke, who's who's unbelievable, and if they score eighty points, they probably beat you. Then then I I think Texas Tech is a really good shot of advancing. I believe the that Coach K has ninety nine term tournament wins. I could be wrong. He does have ninety nine. Is that right? Oh, it'd be hilarious yeah, right. if Tech bounced him. He was all, he also had like one one went away from something else too. This past game, I was really hoping he didn't get. Yeah, but Coach K, um, his crew wins. Let me see what what we're looking at. Coach, he he's sitting at um, he's sitting at twelve hundred wins on the dot. So if you got. I mean, he's not hitting the milestone if he wins against Tech for sure, but I just – I think Tech wins. And, honestly, I think Tech beats Gonzaga. I mean, it, dude, it was a super just kind of a fraudulent win against Michigan State. Michigan State just completely melted down at the end. I think Duke went on a 20-6 run to end it. Um, they had to bail out Jeremy Roach three. So, I, I, I can't believe that they ended up coming back to win that game. And I just think that the way that they guard is gonna is gonna kill them against Tech because if they get eight to ten point deficit late in the second half, I don't think you're gonna come back on Texas Tech. So I like Tech in this matchup too. And they abused Michigan State off the pick and roll. That's how they beat Michigan State. Otherwise, I think Michigan State would have won. 
you can't do that against Tech. I mean, they have so many interchangeable defenders, you know. I think Tech beats them. And Gonzaga, I don't even know. I, honestly, I think Arkansas beats Gonzaga. Um, Gonzaga has been Georgia State, man. Just, that game was closer than the score. Um, and they should have lost to Memphis. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that, the, the charge call, who was that? Was that on Duran? Who was that on? I think I think you're right. I think it was on him. One of the worst charge calls I've ever seen in my whole life. I honestly don't see Gonzaga losing until the Final Four. I just I don't think Arkansas shoots the three well enough to beat these I, guys. I also think they're, they're they have way too much dependency on JD or JD Note as well. Yeah, him and Jalen Williams. I don't think that they have enough no, real players to go beat those guys. Mide just goes. Stanley Mide just goes nuclear on them. But I, I mean, I don't know if anybody guard Timmy or Chet. I mean, Williams. Yeah, Timmy's on fire. Yeah, and yeah, how many points did Timmy have against Duran? Because I thought Duran would kind of dominate him. Timmy hit twenty five, I think. Yeah, he bored him. It really doesn't matter who guards him; he's going to get his. My thing is, is Chet got bullied. Um, Well, yes, he's one hundred pounds. Yeah, he's one ninety. So Chet, they we all saw. um, You get a guy on Chet, you can bully him. So I think Arkansas is going to do that. I think um, with Timmy, you're just going to have to let him get his. And then shut everyone else down is how is how I'm thinking you beat them. It's hard to shut those guys down. Nemhard's a veteran. Reserve Bolden's a veteran. Um, Trust their class is loaded. I don't know. I don't really see a scenario Arkansas wins, but I hope they do just for KU's sake. I mean, I want all the good teams to get bounced right now. So, I mean, for me, Gonzaga should have. I mean, Georgia State kept it way too close without their best big getting I mean he got hurt in the first half and the game was back and forth in the second half. Like that's too close for me to keep messing with Gonzaga. Memphis was up ten at halftime, you know, but Penny Hardaway should probably be working at Subway for being honest. Like he's an awful coach. Um so I just I just like the I just like the Arkansas. I think they come in, they've been playing good ball. <clears throat> they can make the game ugly, which is what you gotta do to beat Gonzaga. They have a good coach. So you know give him a week to prepare for for this team, you know, anything can happen. I could definitely see Gonzaga butt racing them. Yeah. Damn. Um, I mean, I might I might take Arkansas plus nine. I think that's a pretty high number, but really wouldn't be surprised number. if Gonzaga ends up beating them by 15 plus. I just think that they, the way that they shoot it and, and their bigs are just way better than, than Jalen Williams. So I what like do Gonzaga. Think, so do you think Carolina can get out of the East? I do. Yes. I do. Um, I have UCLA in my bracket, but I'm at this point I don't care about my bracket. My bracket's on fire. Um, but any, no. is there any chance that, that the Peacocks take down Jaden Ivey and the Boilermakers? I would say no. I would say and no. And Matt Painter tries both game. Um, but man, man, they play a nasty two-three zone defense. I mean, the Peacocks have guards that can just light it up. I mean, onions. I mean, if you would have asked me if there's a chance that if they beat Kentucky, I would have said the same thing. So I can't. I thought yeah, I, I, didn't know, I didn't even know they were scoring. I, yeah. I said, I said, no chance to beat Kentucky. I said, Murray State beats them. So I'm going to go with Purdue, but I can't really say no chance at this point. Yeah. yeah Especially yeah. after Purdue got, got spoon fed the game against Texas with 50,000 free throws, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was crazy. I, something needs to be 
discussed about those refs losing their jobs. You can't the whole weekend. 30, 30, 32 more free throws in the NCAA. The tournament. found Melendez for Illinois on that dunk. Yeah, that was extremely feeble. I mean, it's just bad. Get out of the game. Like, let the freaking players decide the game. If there's a foul, call it. If there's when it goes out of bounds, call it. Come on, well, yeah, I mean, that, people dunking the ball with four point game with what like eight to go. It's like grow up. Yeah, that takes a huge momentum swing because you give them free throws and they get the ball, and then I'm pretty sure they went down and hit a three after that. So five point swing just because the kid was probably going to fall on his neck and get seriously injured if he didn't swing on the rim for. And, and it's not like even he wasn't even on the rim for very long. So I I could not believe my eyes when I it's, when I saw it. It's not even like you get an advantage. If anything, it's like you're at you're at a disadvantage because you can't get back on defense fast enough. Exactly. Um, so I don't even know what the rule is, anyways. I'm going to touch back on the Purdue-Texas free throw differential. Um, it doesn't surprise me that Purdue shot more free throws than Texas because Texas plays, I mean, Chris Beard styles defense, so obviously Texas is going to foul. Um, and Purdue plays zero defense, so they're not going to have a lot of fouls. But 46 free throws, that's – there's, it's no, quite, it's, there's it's, no way. It's, yeah. <clears throat> no, that shouldn't be allowed ever. If you would have told me it was going to be between 25 and 30 um, – I would have, I would have understood that, but man, forty six is is a lot. Pretty sure it was NCAA record for a tournament and free throw differential too. I mean, you just it's crazy that officials have had this much say in in how a game goes. And I mean, yeah, you saw it in the TCU. And that game was still decided in the last two, like two minutes of the game. Yeah. Yeah, happened in too. We talked about Mike Miles getting assaulted, and and they didn't call it like. I just, I just don't understand how these officials don't at least get questioned because the players and coaches get questioned after they lose. I don't understand why we aren't at the point where officials get questioned after they lose on some of these calls. I mean, you know Higgins would show up for the press conference for sure. Oh, he'd have his hair done and everything. Higgins is praying they uh, allow refs to get interviewed. <laughs> no, maybe they're – I don't know. I feel like they're kind of protecting the, protecting the one seeds – or not even necessarily the one seeds, but just the higher seeds. You know, Baylor was absolutely – Mall and Carolina the whole se- whole late in the second half to get the ball from him. Um, oh yeah, no, I think there was like a ten minute stretch where Carolina didn't have a call in their favor. It was seriously unbelievable to watch. I mean, they yeah, getting, there's they game. to get back in the game. I don't think KU got favorable calls at all. I think if anything, we we might have got screwed on a couple. I would say. So I'm gonna quick question. Let's who who do you guys? What's your guys' new final four? Dude, I, I might go Kansas, Nova, Carolina, and Gonzaga. Yep, we're, that's that's exactly what I would go, and we're going to have to play Nova again. Yeah, I, I did the same. Frightening. Absolutely frightening. I got Elite Eight-wise, I got KU Miami. Um, I think Nova Houston. I don't like the way Arizona's been playing ball. Uh, Zags, Tech. Um, even though I said Arkansas could give them a game, I mean – that's just my heart talking brain goes, you know, goes to Zaga. Um, and then I got UNC and Purdue. I do think that Texas Tech can really give Gonzaga trouble. They played oh, earlier this year and Gonzaga rolled them. Um, hopefully Tech can adjust. Feels yeah. like every year Texas Tech and Gonzaga wind up in the same region and they end up playing a suit to see an early day game. I feel like we've seen this two or like two times already in the past five years and we're probably going to get one again and those battles I think it's just going to come down to 
if Tech can find someone to just get hot, like someone that can just start making threes, because they, they really struggle to shoot the ball and score, which is a typical um, recently, I guess, Tech team with Chris Beard being there. But yeah, I didn't watch. So elite. And I, I, know I didn't it, watch. Yeah, Jay, sorry. Um, I, I, I just – I know – I guess, yeah, they saw him really in the year, but they're so locked in now on defense and, you know – how basketball works. It takes it takes teams all year to get around in defense and, and yeah. switches and all that stuff. So yeah. I think they can give Nimhard, Strathorn, and uh, Bolden troubles on the perimeter. Maybe they – it just it, – it, it, honestly, a lot, a lot of it depends on the crew ref in the game. Like, would they let um, Tech players kind of bully Chet around and, and that stuff and push them around a little bit? Yeah. Or are they going to call touch fouls? I mean, if Tech gets the same crew that Purdue-Texas got, there's no chance Texas Tech wins. Like it's gonna Duke would blow them out because Tech just plays like a football team. Like they're gonna throw you around, and if you know they're not calling it that day, I think Duke gets hammered. But if they're calling it and they're calling everything, there's no yeah, chance. It's, it's all yeah. about the shooting crew. Yeah, Joey, you said um about how Tech is gonna need to get someone going on offense, but I didn't I didn't watch much of the Tech Notre Dame game. It seemed like it was kind of low scoring, but in the Tech Montana State game. Terrence Shannon Jr. had it going early, and and they are a different animal. To get Terrence Shannon going because Bryce Williams is going to be hot, um, and so yeah, that, that one-two punch can be extremely deadly because TSJ is a great player, great athlete. I think I think if they get the big three going of, of TSJ, McCuller, and, and uh, Williams, and maybe Kevin Abadie, a couple of three in there. Who's horrible? Yeah, I hate McCuller. I hate McCuller. I just he's, think he's horrible. He's been, making, he's been making shots though. He has been. No, he's – well, I mean, yeah, if he's going, then they're really hard to beat. Oh, has made jump shots. You're getting production from McCuller. You're, you know you're going to get from Bryce Williams. And if you can get it from TSJ too, then they're so if, hard to beat. Because if they the can they somehow go. get Bryce Williams' eyes to see Kansas on every team that they play the rest of the way, <laughs> they are in business. Yeah. No, they really are. Yeah, Tech's scary. And that's just the fact that they're favorites over Duke makes me really want to take – Tech, I mean, I just uh, – Duke has been abysmal defensively. And, you know, Tech's going to bring it defensively. So, I think if Tech can score 70, 75 points, they probably win that game. It makes me want to hammer the Duke money line. Are they going to let Coach K lose? I think it's a terrible matchup for Duke. Are they going to let Coach K lose? I don't know if they're going to – I mean, he's got a point. This would be the game that Texas would Texas Tech would give up 50 free throws. It would be against Coach K. If Coach K's yeah. down ten with two to go, he might have to do the whole uh, take a nap on the court. <laughs> well, go to, just go straight to sleep. I mean, it's kind of a coaching thing, though. Like, if if the, the refs are calling a ticky tack early, then Mark Adams, like you've got to, and even the players, you've got to know that you've got to chill out on the intensity because it's ticky tack. So, I mean, I I think for Texas to shoot forty six free throws, or for Purdue to shoot forty six free throws, I think that's partially on Chris Beard for just like. I don't know what he told the guys, but I mean, you've got to figure out a way to not be as aggressive because it's getting called every every touch foul. So, hopefully, yeah. the refs aren't like that. But if they are, then Tech needs to make an adjustment early. And and like I said, if you'd have told me, you know, that Texas would get killed by Purdue in the free throws, I told I, I could tell you, yeah. But forty six free throws is too much. Um, if though, like I said, if Tech Tech's gonna give up more free throws than Duke, I mean, straight up, Duke's gonna shoot twenty plus free throws. If Texas, if Duke shoots less than twenty free throws, Texas Tech wins. So I think it's, I think that's what's going to be important. Twenty five plus Duke 
wins, 20 or less tech wins. Yeah, I agree with that, but I'm I'm just really looking forward to hopefully we get a Gonzaga Texas Tech battle. I think that's gonna be elite. Um, but yeah, I see Gonzaga coming out of that region. I just think that this team is too too deep and too good not to. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at the game where we beat them by nine in the Big 12 championship game. Tech gave up 32 free throws. Uh, I'm trying to find the game in Allen, you know, where they took it to double overtime. I'm sure Tech gave up 30-plus that game, too. Um, but when we played them in Lubbock, they gave up – let me see. What, what are we looking at? They gave up 18 free throws. So that's what I'm hammering is – if Tech can give up less than 20 free throws, they're tough to beat because they play such physical presence on defense. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and both, so in both games that KU beat them in, they shot 30 free throws. So that's kind of the magic numbers for me is 25. Duke shoots 25 or more free throws. Duke wins the game. Mm-hmm. If Tech can get the number under 20, same, with, same against Gonzaga. If Tech can get the free throw difference under 20, Tech's going to the Final Four. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Tech was in the Final Four. Mark Adams is a good coach. I absolutely hate the dude. I think he's annoying, but he's a great coach. This is a good Tech team. She subs way too much. Yeah, hundred percent. Remember going to that game against uh, Tech, Matt and Lawrence? Oh my god, that was unbelievable. He's, he subs every that every time there's a dead ball. He subs. Yeah, I know he's annoying. I mean, they play super hard, so I get the subbing thing, but he does need to. Need and to he chill. needs to stop putting that gel on his hair. It looks horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're all in agreement here that we're probably getting Hawks Final Four and then probably a date with Nova or Arizona and then most likely Gonzaga to come to Nova West. first now. Yeah. Um, let's get some closing thoughts. Uh, who out of each region are we looking at that you'd love to see in the Final Four? KU wins, you know, not, not booking a KU wins, but if KU wins, who are we looking at that's an ideal Final Four? Obviously, I mean, who do we want to play or who do we think is going to win? Who you want to play, not who you think, who you want to play. Okay, um, Arkansas, St. Peter's, Michigan. Okay, St. Peter's. Besides St. Peter's. <laughs> yeah, you can't say St. Peter's. Okay, um, North Carolina. Or, I think or the dream UCLA. scenario is we get UCLA. Yeah, but UCLA. Carolina's so hot right now. Yeah, but the way that, that that production they get out of Manic and then Caleb Love and RJ Davis. Oh, Manic, so, Davis like thirty. Caleb Love's like one of the best free throw shooting guards in the country. They're just they're scary right now. I'd rather see UCLA. I think they're pretty fraudulent. Um, I think we all kind of knew that 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 run last year was was pretty mm-hmm. bullshit. And then being ranked ahead of KU, we the fake ass run. Yeah, we knew we were going to get a one seed in the tournament, and they'd probably be a three or below. So. I'd rather see UCLA, but it's probably going to be Carolina. And I don't even want to look ahead. I think we need to focus on Providence. Um, we can easily lose that game 100%. It's a tournament. You can lose any game possible. What, um, what do you think Providence is going to come down to the three ball? What do they need to shoot under to lose for us to win? And what does Providence need to shoot to beat us? I think, it's, I think the 40 line. I think, if, I think if they're under 40, I think we win. I think it's, to me it's under 40. I mean, just kind of depends on how many they shoot. Yeah, if they're shooting thirty. Because how many? How many did Nova shoot? How many did Nova shoot in that final four? I know they made eighteen, but they shot 
40 or more. That's a good so, I mean, I looked it up right now. I mean, if they make if they make 16 threes, but they they shoot under 40 percent, that's still. Hey, I think game. if I think if they make above 13 or 12, 12, 13 threes, and they grow in trouble. Matt, you said yeah, you said that, you say that, but if Providence shoots 45 threes and they only make 16, I'm taking I'm taking my I'm taking my chances on that. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I that this Providence team is so much different in the fact that they don't have like the athletes and the the size to go get offensive rebounds and putbacks like that. I think we're going to dominate the glass against these guys. I like Nate Watson's a good rebounder, but Dave, Dave, CB, and Jalen are all better rebounders than anybody that they have, and they've got good depth. But I just don't see. I don't think they're not going to make 15 threes. I, I think they're going to go under that. They'll probably like if they make 10 threes, we probably blow them out. So yeah, I, 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 I think I also think we just win the matchup map too. Like I think we're bigger than them. Like I'm yeah. like a, at the guard position, like CB and Ochai, they play big too. Jalen plays huge. Um, even Remy, Remy had twenty and seven. Remy gets rebounds. He probably had the biggest rebound of the game on the on Saturday on, on the Dave block. So we have guys that are that are willing to go rebound. Matt, like, I'm gonna go back to your. Nate Watson only averages five rebounds a game. Matt, I'm going back to your thing about Nova. They shot forty threes. Forty. They're eighteen for forty. Holy yeah. smokes, that's yeah. insane. So. Yeah, so- I might let my answer to, to if they shoot 16 threes, we lose. So I'll keep it. I think if we can keep them under 10 threes made, we win handily. If they don't make 10 threes, they're losing by 15 plus. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah, no, we are going to smash Providence on the glass. That is the one thing about this game that I can almost guarantee because their guards don't rebound like ours. Um, and then the, the thing about KU is that we are so goddamn good in transition. Um, like, it started early in the first half against Creighton where – we went on a, on a huge run. We had like six or eight straight points off in transition, and we just execute the three-on-two, the two-on-one breaks so well. Yeah. So if we can force some misses and get out and transition against Providence, we are going to beat the shit out of them. Yeah, and we have normally four ball handlers on the court, you know, who can grab a rebound and take it quickly. Yeah. I think that's a big thing is fast break points against Providence. Um, I'm going to change my question about percentage. I think we got to keep them under 15 threes. I think we got to beat them on the fast break and – um, I think if Providence is – if they learned anything from watching us this year, they should not cla- uh, crash the glass at all. They should just get back in transition after every shot. If they crash the glass after shots, we win the game easily. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying during the Creighton game. It's like if, if I'm Greg McDermott and I'm getting killed in transition right now, I'm I'm not sending anyone more than maybe Kaluma to the offensive glass. And I'm, I'm getting back because if you let us run in transition, like you said, We've got guys that can do it, like Jay Will, CB, Remy, Oach. They all execute the fast breaks so well, and everyone can bring it up the floor. So if you let us run a transition, we're going to blow you out. Yeah, uh, that's a perfect point. Uh, we play fast, um, and we can keep them under 15 threes. I think there's no reason we don't win. Um, because even though we score a lot, we don't live or die by three. We can beat you in many ways. So that's just kind of how I'm thinking. Um I'm just imagining a Miami matchup, man. That game would be so quickly, so fast-paced play. It would be insane. But got to keep them one game at a time. Yeah. No, go Hawks, go Cyclones. Yep. Yeah. Rock, rock. All right. I think that's a good, good way to wrap it up. Appreciate you guys. Yep. Of course, See man. See you. See you.